The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. This is Elizabeth Larkin from the Hartford, and I'm here with Gene Marks, who is our small business expert, small business owner, small business CPA, CPA. That's small business. And Gene, I'm so happy yeah. to be back with you because you kicked me out of the podcast for the past several weeks. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, we just had just <laughs> clearly more important people to speak to, right, Elizabeth? But you were actually, just for all of you guys who are listening, we had some conversations with some, some really great execs from the Hartford, and you were here, Elizabeth. I was. I was in sitting the in the background making faces that's at you right. the whole time. Right. And then panicking and signaling when we were getting we were running over time. Yeah. You know what? It's so funny because I listen to a lot of podcasts, and As some of them have like three or four hosts on them. Yeah. But the ones I like the best usually just have two voices on them. So I figured if we were going to have guests on and we, they were going to be on for the entire episode, it would just be easier if there was just two of you. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, actually, I, like some of the podcasts, I mean, some of my favorites are like, you know, you know, Fresh Air with Terry Gross yeah. or Joe Rogan or this. And it's always just the interviewer and the interviewee. Yeah. Otherwise, then everybody's like kind of shouting to get attention yeah. or whatever. And it's so it's, I decided to step back and let you take the limelight for a little while. It worked, <laughs> but we had it. We collaborated on the questions. Yeah, and, we definitely. Know, so we did. knew what we were going to ask. So thank you to Steve Jones from the Hartford, Kathy Brummage from the Hartford. Brummage. Yes. Right. You finally got her name right. Her name. <laughs> That's my boss's boss's boss. I know. Oops. Jean's like mispronouncing her name. <laughs> um, it's, it's brummage. So we've been talking before we had the Hartford executives on. We were talking a lot about employee benefits and what benefits um, really appeal to younger workers. I actually always argue that benefits that appeal to younger workers also appeal to older workers. Um, I don't know if you agree with me on that. I disagree. I believe you're wrong. Well, the reason why I disagree is because a lot of uh, benefits that are being um, that that a lot of companies are considering and implementing nowadays that are appealing to younger workers because there is you know they're they're the workforce today um, didn't exist when the older workers were around. Perfect example is like um, paid time off for new parents. You know, I mean, there are some companies. Netflix, for example, gives a year off. For paid okay, time I think you just parents. made my point, though. That's something that would, if older workers were having kids, that would also appeal to them. Okay, so they're I, not specifically appealing to young people because only young people like that, like flexibility, for instance. Older workers like that as much as younger workers. Yeah, but older workers aren't having kids like younger workers. Yeah, I'm telling I get you this that. from my clients. They're, they have like arguments on the shop floor because they're thinking of introducing a, a paid time off for new parents. And then you got people that have been working in the company for 20 years or just people that are in their 50s or their 60s. And they're like, we don't, we're not new parents and we can't take advantage of this benefit, this time off that you're giving all these younger people. That's not fair. That's not fair. And we don't think that we, you know, that, that should be a benefit. Yeah, but that we're all I would still argue that they would have taken advantage of that and liked the benefit when they were in their 20s and 30s. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that, that's a fair, you know, that's a fair statement. So but, I'm right. 
<laughs> they're just not happy. They're they're a lot of a lot of people get unhappy with new benefits. They're geared towards younger workers because they didn't get that when they were younger. Yeah, but now everyone would like more flexibility in their job. Everybody would. Yeah. Everyone would like that, and a lot of the new benefits are around that. But today's question is actually about. Are there resources online that you can go and look up? Like, what types of benefits should I be providing my employees? And we are going to answer that question after a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. Okay, we're back. And today's question is from... I have to interrupt you. Before we even get to that question, we were talking <laughs> in the last segment about the benefits that you offer I for younger people. I got well, the last word that's not allowed. No, well, no, no, that's not true. But no, but then the older, you know, the older people don't like it or whatever. But there is the, the demographics are such that older people are are staying on the job a lot longer because, mm-hmm. you know, we're healthier and working longer. And frankly, people don't put enough money away for retirement. Um, and so smart employers that I've seen are not, they're not only looking at the younger workers, like pay time off for, you know, for new babies or whatever, but you know, their older workers are just important to keep happy. So oh, yeah. what, what specific benefits can they be offering to older workers that would it just appeal more to an older, you know, to that demographic? No, I, I mean, that would really be more in your age range. Right? Yeah, really. As we get older, <laughs> certain, certain benefits is, is uh, I see companies providing, first of all, just, just, physical benefits, like knee pads and lower chairs and more comfortable things that maybe like the younger workers, they don't really need or take advantage of. And then also pay time off. Yeah. The flexibility. Say, hey, listen, uh, we understand that you don't have, you're not new parents anymore. You're you're yeah. 60, but you'd like to spend time with your grandkids. So we will offer some additional time pay time yourself off. yourself without having to listen to your boss. Sure. Or right. you've earned, you've worked for 35 years and you want to take some extra time off to play some golf or whatever. So we yeah. have a, so I guess my point is, is that you know, you're not going to, one benefit isn't going to please everybody. Yeah. So you have to tailor your benefits to the different demographics of your, of your business and say, okay, we're not offering you guys this type of a benefit because you're older, but we are offering you that type. Yeah. Maybe a, an extra five days off every other year. Cause you know, people don't have kids every year. So yep. Yep. Concierge medical services, for example, or something that's just, you know, or something. Uh, you know what, wellness. Gene, why not? Let's do a, uh, a whole episode on what benefits would appeal old people. to people. And you That's know what? Me. And then and then there's peep there's benefits for younger people, like right. people under thirty. There's benefits for people over you got And then hit. of course there's the people in the middle like me and no one really No cares. one really cares no about cares. you guys right now. You just guys <laughs> just pick up the But you know it's like the world has become a uh, a very uh, you know, everything's broken down into specifics, you know what I mean? And and now suddenly you have to look at your workers and just this one benefit you know, uh, fits all, just doesn't. Uh, biggest benefit you can provide for older people, instead of, you know, you put those bowls of candy out, you know, like Reese's pe- peanut butter cups or oh you know, M&M's, just that bowls, so <laughs> yeah, bowls of Advil. I think that's, <laughs> that's my, that's my, anyway, let's get on to our question. We, 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 we digress. And okay. I apologize. So this question is from Amy from Laguna, Nigel, I think that's how you pronounce California. it. California. Mm. Did I say that right? I don't know. If, I really don't know if I can pronounce Nigel, but I know it's, Near Laguna Beach, I'm assuming. I, so. Probably. Um, and her question is, can you give suggestions on resources for current employee benefits? So she's looking mm. to to really research, like, what, where can I go to find out what benefits are out there? Maybe mm. she's trying to 
attract some new employees or she's trying to retain employees and she wants to offer some new benefits, sure. where would she go to research that? So a couple places that I, so I, I actually, um, I actually do this presentation about, about attracting and motivating employees or whatever. And when I have to prep before I do it, because it changes so much, um, I go to a few different places that I can share. First of all, and I don't mean to, to just kind of punt on, on this part, but I do Google it, right? You know, top benefits, you know, uh, you know, hot benefits for 2019, you know, that kind of thing. If you do this kind of Google searches, you will get lots of just independent articles written on a lot of different sites from small biz ahead to, you know, other you know, small business platforms where people will write um, and do the research for you. So that's number one. Um, the big payroll companies are really good to go to to get information about about hot benefits and good benefits to offer so uh paychecks is a fantastic place uh, a great company adp is their number one competitor those two alone have lots of comment uh, content on their site where you can go and find out about benefits and then also um because I, I had to like just double check you know who these guys are because i go there a lot the society for human resource management okay um has their own they basically are the uh an association professional go for, group for hr people and there's a few things you can get out of going to the society for human resource management site number one is they do have their own they have lots of organic content on benefits and, and people management matters or whatever. But in addition to that, they do their own conferences and they also participate in other people's conferences. And there's an events area to their site. And if you see what conferences they're doing um, and, and what conferences they're participating in, you can go to, to those conference websites and you'll see all the hot new HR topics that are being talked about at these conferences, which should certainly keep you up to speed. So in summary, Organic places, just Google search, hot benefits, 2019 top benefits, that kind of thing. You'll go and you'll see a lot of independent articles all around that, that are written on that. The big payroll companies, um, ADP and Paychex are the two leading ones. They've got lots of great content. Um, and then finally, the Society for Human Resource Management is a great place to go not only for content, but also to link to uh, different events and conferences that, that are doing HR stuff that will have content, you know, information about that. Now, what if you want to make up your own, I guess it wouldn't be a benefit, more of like a perk. You're thinking like, you know what, I would like to do something for those older workers who didn't get um, maternity leave or paternity leave when they were in their 20s or 30s. And I want to do like a sabbatical program or something like that. Mm. Would you go to an attorney to talk about that? No. Um, what I would I, there's a couple there's a couple different places I would go. First of all, again, you know, without it's not like I'm bailing on this. If you Google about that perk that 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 perk itself, you will find lots of content out there uh, that can at yeah, least give you background like, I don't information. Want to read. I just want to talk to someone right. about that. Then you you want to find an HR professional, not necessarily an attorney. Um, so you want to um, you want to go on LinkedIn or you want to go to um, you know a, a career site um, that you can hire somebody on a contracting basis that has HR experience that can consult with you on the ins and the outs of of these you know of the the plan that you might be considering. Um, I have some clients that bring in uh, HR consultants, and again, you can find them on. Job sites as contractors, you can find them by Googling them or going to a Craigslist, for example, and uh, bringing them in on a consulting basis. They take a look at the benefits that we're offering and, um, you know, are these good, are these not good? The attorneys are, some good HR attorneys are great for protecting you and making sure that when they draft up the policies and contracts and all that, 
that they're doing it in such a way that, you know, you're being protected. Um, but I found attorneys to not be the most innovative people in the world when it time, comes time to come up with benefits. Well, you just insulted half of our Oh, I'm so sorry. But listen, I'm a CPA, so we're even less innovative. <laughs> you want people that are, that are um, experienced in HR, so you want an HR consultant to work with you. And this being America in 2019, Elizabeth, there's tons of HR consultants out there because there's tons of everything out there. Okay, we'll be right back with Gene's Word of Brilliance. Stay tuned. Do you want to start a business but don't know how to leverage your skills and strengths? Small Biz Ahead has you covered. Our new ebook, Opportunity Knocks, How to Find and Pursue a Business Idea That's Right for You, will help you determine the best markets for you to start a business in, how to set up a business based on your personality, and how to put your ideas into action with a solid business plan. Go to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. We're back, and this is Gene Marks, and I've got a word of brilliance for you. Actually, it's two words, and those two words of brilliance are this, old people. And the reason why I say that, and I, I recently wrote about this uh, somewhere else, but it was, a, uh, it was a study that just came out that looked at thousands of small business owners around the country and um, found that the, the average age of the U.S. small business owner is about 52 years old. And almost 60% of current U.S. small business owners, these are com- people running companies with less than 100 employees, um, are close to cl- over the age of, well, they're, they're baby boomers. They were born between the years of 1946 and 1964. And the reason why I bring that up is because sometimes um, when you're marketing and you're looking at your demographics and you're trying to figure out where your customers are, if your customers are small businesses, um, a lot of times people are looking in the wrong place. Uh, you know, the, the, unfortunately, the media sometimes, you know, tells us that, you know, all small businesses are located in Silicon Valley or they're in some hot place. They're working on some startup somewhere or there's some innovative tech creator from Stanford. And that's not really the case. Small businesses in America in 2019 are old people or older people. We are, uh, again, a generation that are in our 50s and, and I think we'll continue to move into our 60s and still run our businesses while we can because we're able to live longer and, and, and operate our businesses for a longer period of time. And I just think it's smart and, and important to remember that if you are selling to other small businesses or if you're in that environment, um, just remember that you know the vast majority of small business owners um, are not young kids and they're not uh, even people that are in their 30s. These are people that are baby boomers. These are people that are in their late 50s and 60s. And um, you want to target your marketing and your demographics to find them there. Uh, they're not necessarily on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, they're probably at their industry association conference or uh, somewhere else that uh, people of a different generation might be. And maybe again, they might, uh, you know, direct mail might resonate with them over email. Social media might not be their thing. These are people like me that still read the paper, for example, or, or re- respond to telephone calls. So just bear that in mind. If you're selling to small businesses, uh, most of us are old people. That's my word of the day. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.